Hey everybody, it's Andy and Daniel with the Coin Boys Podcast. And first, we want to thank you for joining us on another brand new episode of the Coin Boys Podcast. But before we throw to that, Daniel, we have merchandise that we need to mention. That is correct. If you go to thecoinboys.com, click on that merchandise tab, you'll be sent over to our one and only exclusive Coin Boys partner, BitNinjaSupply.com. Not extremely exclusive, but it's just it is, he's exclusive to, <laughs> to us. us. And his name is BitNinja. He supports us. He's been on the show. And I want to thank him for supplying our fans with a chance to buy an official premium Bluetooth audio headphone endorsed by us with the Coin Boys logo. And of course, the shirts that say we are the Coin Boys. And Daniel, we do have pop sockets. What? Good. <laughs> There's one more piece of merchandise, and that's a hat, Daniel. It's a Coinboys hat, and I can't believe I don't have one. I really need to get our own Coinboys hat, and you should too, because I love hats. I will get two. You're going to get two? At the same and time. Give me one? No. Oh, damn it. Anyway, thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for your support. Check out BitNinja Supply or thecoinboys.com for merchandise and our only partner, BitNinja. Enjoy the show. We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, aka producer, by the way, or producer BTW on Twitter. And sitting across from me is Daniel Gutierrez. What's up, everybody? What's up, dude? It's been a crazy week and a nice weekend. Uh, if you noticed, we apologize, but we did say we did not have an episode last week because we were busy uh, at CIS, which is the Crypto Invest Summit, which you saw is uh on this episode but we're gonna get into that later yes i just want to catch up with you man because it has been like you know we haven't had an episode we yeah. haven't caught up i haven't been able to tell you about what i felt about dumbo what i felt about shazam you did what I tell felt us about all these other things actually on the um i think it was the april fool episode you said oh, did we talk about dumbo well we had the I make believe <laughs> that you saw dumbo yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. you said you liked it so what did you think of it actually the truth it? was if it wasn't called dumbo it would be an amazing film but they called it dumbo so you hold it up to those standards and Dumbo again is one of my favorites. So well, it it didn't it didn't hit it wasn't it didn't hit where needed. I wanted it to hit. just like the Beauty and the Beast movie was not necessary. I will actually argue against that. Dumbo was needed a remake. Dumbo's the only one that I felt that actually needed to, no, to no, be no, no. remade. It's not even a remake. It's a live action remake. It should have been remade <laughs> period. And here's why because <laughs> the initial movie rather racist. Right. It came and, out at in the 40s. And it was only 60 minutes. So you could have actually prolonged it. Oh, I guess it was a short movie. So, uh, but so this one had the opportunity, but then you gave it to Tim Burton, and he just kind of put his stuff all over it. I don't listen. I'm a big, you know, I, I grew up studying film, and I have a lot of respect for Tim Burton, and oh. he's one of my favorites. But Everyone does. I think right now they're doing this thing where they're like, oh, let's bring Tim Burton in on this one. This is perfect for him. Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Tim Burton. Dumbo, Tim Burton. It's like let's. I feel like there I are only two things that are good for Tim Burton. His original ideas. I think he, I will watch forever. I will watch every single day. And anything that is supposed to be dark and creepy, right? He'd well, be great for Batman. Was wonderful. That was not his, but it was dark and creepy. He was good. Beetlejuice. And, and Beetlejuice. Such a good but that was an original. Yeah. And then there was a. And then um uh, the Barber of Seville, whatever that musical comes from, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the name of that musical. That was good because it was supposed to be. 
Creepy. Uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. There it is. Mm-hmm. No, but the problem with Tim Burton is that I want to see him do his more of his like old school stuff. I mean, I'm tired of these like remakes and let's throw Tim Burton. Not. Let's do a Tim Burton spin on this uh, remake. I yeah. don't know. I was surprised I that Disney chose Tim Burton, actually. Yeah. Well, it could have been Tim Burton with uh, Will, F- Will Smith instead of, uh, instead of Colin Farrell now. Oh. Because Will Smith was supposed to be in Dumbo, but then he switched over to Aladdin and they got Colin Farrell. Well, one thing I want to talk about, because it actually is the couple days after, and I'm not going to go into any spoilers, uh, is Game of Thrones' uh, new season is back, or last season is back. All I want you to do is look at me, and visually, I know this is a podcast, but just give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, and then we'll skip on to the next thing, because I haven't mean? seen it yet. <laughs> no, I said no spoilers, oh, but, okay. but I'm not going to, like, I'm just talking about the actual, like, hey, Game of Thrones is back. All of a sudden, social media is going crazy. All of a yes. sudden, everyone's going crazy. That's what I want to talk about. And I, I mean, it's good and all. I get it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I'm just going to say this. There's okay. always a show that kind of takes over in a universal way in America where yes, everyone with this. likes it. it. Sopranos. And it happens to be HBO a lot. You know, like Sopranos, uh, Wire. Uh, HBO, Netflix. Like Netflix, HBO, Stranger Things. Like those types of shows, right? Um, Game of Thrones, yes, is that type of sh- show. But as a fantasy sci-fi nerd that has drowned my brain in books, literature, films, TV shows, documentaries, the Game of Thrones is not the greatest thing since sliced bread when it comes to fantasy. You're correct. That's all I want to say. And here's where my argument is boobs. Okay? Simple. One word. Okay. That's why That I was my it. argument. And here, the thing is, I'm and I told you this. <laughs> and I told you this in the car. If uh Lord of the Rings had more boobs, I would have been a huger fan of Lord of the Rings. And this is what and that I feel Game of Thrones is Lord of the Rings with boobs. Well listen, I don't think about uh boobs when it comes to my fantasy love. Oh really? Because no. that's exactly what you should be thinking. <laughs> no, I actually was taught. I mean, I don't want to go down Your the road. Your fantasies rattle. should always include those. Well, I guess. Uh, oh, I see what you mean. Sure. <laughs> You're like, uh, God when I talk about my fantasy I love, talking. I don't think about no, boobs. What I do you think about, go, Andy? Go for it. <laughs> Finish your sentence. I was going into like fantasy, like the genre. Oh, no, fantasy. Oh. Listen, the we all porn got some fantasies, genre. buddy. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I caught up on I uh, caught up. I saw one episode, yeah. <laughs> which is the new episode. <laughs> you caught up. You're all caught up. All but season nine. I did want to say Shazam. Shazam was pretty cool. I had fun watching that. Yes. I uh, caught up on a lot of things. I watched. Uh, uh, there's a new show on Netflix called uh, Huge in France, which is about a comedian in France that comes to America. No one knows him, which is funny. Uh, I don't know. Kevin Smith just wrapped. Uh, finally wrapped his reboot movie. Of Jane Silent Bob. Which is going to be a parody of all rebu- reboots. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. And let me tell you something. If you go to YouTube and you go to Kevin Smith channel, he does this, and it was on the news, uh, or it was in news articles, uh, he does a, a quick like vlog uh, when they wrapped with Jay, Mew- uh, Jay Mayhews. Uh, Jay Muse. I'm, I'm sorry, wait. Is, it, is that his name? How do you Jay say? Muse. Yeah, his buddy, his pal, his friend from back in the day. The guy and who they're crying. There, well, Kevin Smith yeah. is crying because he's saying I started like with nothing. I was a clerk at a at a store. Mm-hmm. I brought this guy in because he was funny. I wanted him to play himself, and the, and here we are. And I really like appreciate Kevin Smith. And another reason why is because we're podcasting, and that guy has been nothing but support for that industry. Yes. So I will, or he's helped kind of define the industry of podcasting. He's one of those people. 
So Excellent. this is not the Kevin Smith podcast. No, but this is the this is the suck up to Kevin Smith podcast. Is it <laughs> right now? He's one of my he's one of my idols. He's mine too. I listen. We're catching up and we're just talking. I, I've missed you. Oh. I've missed you since what? last week. Is that it's it's the truth? Would you have a problem with my Kevin Smith thing? We saw no. him live for Christ's sake. No, it he was awesome. I love comic book. Yeah, he okay. he stole my permanent marker. Daniel and I got <laughs> to see him in person, and it was absolutely the best time cool. to go because the writers of Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that was the surprise! That, that All of us went, "What the?" F-? There's a guy. There's two people walking in that just made a two million dollar, two billion dollar thing. Yeah, and they were just like, openly Lord. talking about it. What a what an awesome time to go to his yeah. show. That was Sweetness. Great. It's really convenient living in Los Angeles. Yeah. And speaking of being convenient and living in Los Angeles, we went to the Crypto Invest Summit for our second year in a row. This year, we are more media partners. Yes. And uh, we actually did a live podcast on stage. Now, now, fair warning. We didn't know we were gonna do one for a, a whole long time, so we didn't. We couldn't let a lot of you guys know about it. So we apologize, but it would have been so cool to have you guys there. Yeah, we just um, shout out to Alan uh, who put it on and has been running and brought. Actually, reached out to us to come and and be part of it. Um, but he gets. I think he um, literally like a couple days before. Or maybe it was a week before. He's like, you guys are live at 1230 on the, the, the first day uh, on the uh, expo stage. There you go. I was like, okay. I told Daniel. <laughs> and, and, like, and let me be what? honest, Daniel. I've been wanting to do a live podcast so As much. As have I. And I was so freaking excited. Whereas I, I was like, what? At first, Daniel was like, <laughs> we're not prepared. I'm like, dude, we are the kings of co- casual conversation and making it informative and entertainment. I'm like, I'm sure we could do this on a stage. And we've been wanting to. So uh, we decided that uh, someone who, uh, you know, friend correspondent of the show and who's been on the show many times is uh, Crypto Sanity. We asked him to come up so we could have kind of like more of a, a three-person kind of panel conversation. But Daniel, we kind of did something fun and there's something funny that I and we're going to throw to this but I wanted to talk about the experience before we get to it yeah um, the funny thing was is that what we were thinking well, how do we be different because what's something about these these panels that are boring they're man? boring they're boring and I'm not putting <laughs> that's down that's not different that's right. just fact and I'm not putting this is just how it is and it's not just like crypto convention it's like a lot of a lot of conventions you go to you sometimes depends on the speaker because sometimes there are speakers that you you'll randomly find that are very informative, engaging, and entertaining, but and then there's the ones that stand dry. stand behind pat. You know, it's just and I'm not putting anyone down because some people aren't good at public speaking or being in front of you know groups. Mm-hmm. So you have hit or misses. You have great speakers sometimes. You have horrible speakers. You fall asleep. Uh, you then you just start looking at your phone. That's when you lose them when you when they start looking down at their phone and they're just hanging out. Uh, to sit there, you know, because they're mm-hmm. tired of walking around the convention, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there might have been one guy doing that during the live podcast. Yeah, there was a couple of them. There was a couple. It was but fun. It was fun. Um, we uh, we kicked it off with Daniel screaming, <laughs> hey, hey, They hey. recorded that? Uh, I think they missed. They just missed that. That's why I need okay, to tell good. them about it. They yeah, I, took my, I saw my opportunity. I seized my moment. So here's the thing, guys. You have to get these people's attention because uh, there's a lot of people – uh, who are almost talking about the same thing over and over again in a lot of different panels, They're just using different words here and there. We they didn't know what to expect from us. One, two, we didn't know what to expect from us, and and so I decided to go a different direction. And I was like, but we got to get their attention. So I'm bald. Bitconnect guy was bald. I can do his voice. <laughs> so I immediately started started with, hey hey hey, Bitcoin. <laughs> like I was like going and off. And literally, it was loud. <laughs> And you see so everyone turn their heads. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
And then we had some people come in and join and sit down. Listen, you know, a lot of these happen to be not always packed. You know, a lot of times what happens is people, you know, don't always fill in. So we didn't have a huge audience, but we had an audience I was really happy about. Yeah, I was proud of it. I was proud of it. Uh I, I saw the other people doing panels during the show and, you know, we did pretty decent, I felt, or yeah. it was fun. Uh, I, <laughs> you're going to hear it and uh, I, I do try to go in the audience at the end and um, and uh, I think I told someone after show, I felt like, like Donahue. Yeah. And then everyone's like, Donahue? Who the hell is that? <laughs> and I was like, but Phil Donahue broke, he's the one that kind of started that style of like going in the audience and, and like yeah. like putting the mic to your face. But I'm realizing but Donahue is not relatable. He's not, Nobody understands He's not saying. millennial at all. I feel like Donahue. What? And the, I think people knew. I felt embarrassed. I was like, I walked away. I, cu- I tried to pretend to be Satoshi and just hide. No, listen, <laughs> I tend to be like, Listen, I've been watching TV since I was a kid in the 80s, and, like, I grew up on that stuff. So, like, to yeah. me, he did define that industry. Yeah. Uh, the daytime right. talk show, which people don't realize. If you watch a documentary about it, I'm sure Phil Donahue's going to come <laughs> up. But I apologize. Jerry Springer. Does that sound familiar? No. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. no, no. As two for no, no. two. No, no, no. Uh-huh. Jerry Springer still goes in the audience yeah, and does yeah, that. That's he, what I was talking no, about. No, you're correct. But I don't, again, millennial, he I got canceled. Not. You know, he got canceled. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what, what do they know anymore? I don't know. Uh, Daytime shows are going down the two. Oh, Ellen's the big millennial. We're going to go with Ellen. We're going to go with Ellen. talk to anybody in the talk. audience. <laughs> all right. Anyway, shout out to all the Satoshi droppers that were there. Wendio, Crypto Stash. We, we saw them on stage. Crypto Breakfast. Ryan from Blockchain Beach. Shout out to Austin and Maddie. Uh, also, shout out to Kai, who actually shot us. Thank you so much. Yeah, she shot uh, us. It was in the middle of LA. Don't know how she did it. But, uh, sorry, we I'm talking in <laughs> DP terminology. <laughs> Kai, who has been on the show, Kai Primo, she also does a lot of stuff with Blockchain Beach, and she does her own stuff. She's This girl shoots nonstop. This girl yes. has a camera attached to her hand. Thank you for shooting us on stage. I'm going to post that on Thursday as a live uh, Periscope, so we're excited to show that. But basically, Daniel... Let's stop talking about it. Yeah. And let's share it. Here's Crypto Sanity, Daniel, and I live at Crypto Invest Summit. Thanks for joining us uh, here at CIS. I want to thank Alan, who set us up and got us on here as well. He's the man. Shout out to Alan with CIS. But yeah. let's start, Daniel. What are we talking about to these fine people? So we do something called Block News on the show where we just talk about news pieces uh, in, in, the, in the crypto space as well as technology space. And I kind of wanted to focus on technology uh, not necessarily blockchain technology right now, but just because it's something that blockchain could help, could fix. Oh, it'll work into blockchain, absolutely. Yeah, no, so anyways, we'll figure it out. What's the uh, The big... first one up, first story up is there is, uh, IBM has AI technology right now that can, to a 95% accuracy, figure out if you're about to quit your job. How the hell does that work? <laughs> do not wait, analyze wait, how me. Does that even, how do you even do that? It's just, uh, basically, so here's what they're doing. They took all of those, and so this is actually very important for, for um, decentralization, for KYC, because what they're doing is they're going to all of those uh, job application sites where you put up your information, your personal information, your personal history, and they're running the AI bot all over your stuff. And through there, through what you give them, they can figure out with 95% accuracy if you're about to quit your job, which benefits companies because they want to get the people 
That's kind of messed up. It is. That's very <laughs> messed up. But they want to get those people who are, uh, who are about to quit because they figure that's the best time, what? prime time, for them to... What are to the signs that... Yeah, what kind of psychological analysis... How do they know that I'm 95%? They drop a couple F-bombs on their resume on their last project. Give us the science, Daniel. I have no clue. <laughs> that I just thought it was very interesting because this is something that you should really have more control over because I'm guaranteeing you, you as somebody who is applying for a job on any of those sites, on Monster, on Indeed, on any of that, I'm guaranteeing you, you did not know they were doing that to your resume. Well, this kind of goes into the side thing, where it's like you put your information online, right? And if anybody thinks you put your information anywhere, that it's going to actually stay private, you're fooling yourselves. If you put anything online, you have to understand that it's going to be seen. And they just recently had the thing with the genetics testing people were doing. Yes. That now the, they're collaborating with the FBI without anybody's permission, giving the FBI your data just because they said it's in the Put it on safety. your tinfoil hats. So you put, on, you put on your resume whatever you want, and you feel free, and that's going to go out to anybody, and they're going to analyze you to see if you're going to quit. I, to be non-hireable possible. I'm confused. It's an algorithm? Or? It's an algorithm. It's got to be. That just scrapes your resume, whatever. And which, by the way, it sucks already to begin with because whenever you go on Indeed, you, you fill out everything and then they say, please upload your resume. Or the worst, the opposite. They upload your resume and then they have you put everything on your resume on there anyways because they're trying to get that data. They're trying to get that information because they really want to know who to hire. And this is through IBM? Uh, I, this or is this IBM's is... AI. IBM's AI. Yeah. This isn't Watson. The Watson is UCLA's. Is That's the doctor one. That's okay. the one that diagnoses people. You can well. stand in a mirror and, and it yeah. tells and you. Watson will diagnose you. Oh my if God. you have skin disease or yeah. something. Okay. Something. So, wait, so how That's does scary, this. By okay, the way. so let's loop this around. How does the AI. How do you think AI is going to affect us in the crypto space and blockchain and all together? I, I mean, it started off with like the earliest form of AI that I remember interacting with mostly was Pandora, where I would just give them a thumbs up. Yes, the music genome project. I like yes. that thing. <laughs> And, and, and it's kind of just ballooned. Facebook uh, has all your data. This is something we've talked about on the podcast a lot. <laughs> and they're horrible you, with we're it. We're <laughs> just giving it away. We need to figure out a way to really take, ba take back our control, take back what we need to keep, uh, and, and really know who's doing what with our data. It's absolutely important. Well, what really scares me, and I don't know if this is true, there's a thing about you're talking to someone by a computer about, say, a new car you're buying. Then later... You were talking about Nissan, and on your computer, these Nissan ads pop up. 100%. That always scares the crap out of me, yeah. because is that really happening? Are they really They swear they're not doing yeah. it, but I have had it happen with me. I did a yeah. test. I did a test, and you guys can do this How test do at home. How do you do this test? You guys can do this test at home. Have your phone on you. Uh, most of you are on Facebook. Uh, it's just uh, have the Facebook app, app on there. Talk about something you have never talked about in your life. Life. If you don't have a cat, talk about cat Talk litter. about cats. Talk about cat toys. Uh, talk and about, just watch I'm trying to your think of something I wouldn't talk about. Yeah. But. Think of something <laughs> that you would never, ever talk about okay. in your life. Uh, most likely a product. This would be easier if you discuss a product. And I guarantee you within a few days, your microphone is already listening to you. Or that your app Alexa, is listening to or your you, Google Home. And or, you'll see the advertisement within a day yeah. or two. Uh, it's scary. It's interesting. Uh, obviously, companies really want to know... know who to advertise to. They want to they really... Um, there's so much content out there. And they it's non-personal. They say it's non-personal data because they're not connecting it to Daniel Gutierrez, yeah. but they know your IP address, your device, this yeah. general area. Target him with cat toys. Yeah, there was a guy on Reddit who, was, uh, who did a test, and he was able to target his roommate specifically. And he would run ads specifically to his roommate. He was able to... Scaring to, me. To, and, and, and he was just scaring him with all the things that he was talking about. Huh. Uh, and he was just scaring him with all the specific advertisements that they were talking about. He's, uh, I think they were talking about spam, for, like actual spam, canned spam. 
right. for a little bit, and then suddenly he's got a lot of spam ads. And it, it was freaking him out. It freaks me out that they know so much about me. So let's talk, let's bring back what Aaron said. So how does crypto control AI if AI is something we can't control, really? How, how do we do that? How do we implement blockchain technology with AI? I know that some companies and projects are doing it, but personally, I don't know too much about that. You're going to see it for investing bots, something that's going to read all the markets, get all the technical analysis, the fundamental analysis, all of the algorithms that people can build, and it will build trading bots. The only thing is, once everybody has access to that, it kind of blows it out of the water, because everybody can't trade the same thing, because it's, you know, you, somebody has to buy for you to sell. Uh, right. So, I mean, you could do this for trading bots, they could do it for... Again, advertising, if they're looking for whatever token to advertise to whom and for what, who's gullible, who can buy this, a lot of things are there. The thing that freaks me out is when they get the AI mixed with the quantum computing, because then basically all of our security, every password you guys have with a quantum computer is basically garbage. Yes. So. Uh, we yeah, actually, but that doesn't exist yet. But, or we don't know of its existence yet. Quantum correct. computers. Okay. But that's been the biggest push ever. And AI right now is just an algorithm. It's not actually intelligent. It's literally just a smart program. So it's not a self-learning, self-educating thing necessarily right. that is sentient. When we think of AI, I think of iRobot. But AI yeah. is just a term for the developing technology. And then when quantum, that could literally be a sentient. And, and it's not that AI is bad. It's not that AI is a bad thing kind to have happen. Because we, even talk, uh, we talked to a project at uh, another convention once that they were trying to run an AI program to... Was that the car with the your electricity? Yes. They're they're finding your electricity usage. They're trying to see. Oh, I've heard about that one. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to. They're just trying to see when do people use electricity the most? Mm -hmm. When can we pull back? When where can we save? Where can we? Where do we need to push just to kind of make things more efficient? Which is great. Mm -hmm. You want it for a better a, a better um, what I, uh, ecosystem. You want to have a better ecosystem out there. You don't want to just constantly pump gases out there. No. So yeah, AI is necessary. I feel, but we need to control what we're giving. The AI. We need to control what, what, what they know about us, what we're allowing them to know about us. Well, we're screwed. Everybody in this room yeah. is screwed. But our save kids, your children. Though, <laughs> our kids have children. a chance. So just uh, educate do they? Them. Do they have a chance? I, I mean, so. well, I, some of the millennials now, and, uh, and even the youngers, and the Zoomers and the millennials, they already have a smarter approach with how they're doing this. They already know they need four email addresses one for personal stuff, one for banking, one for junk mail, and then one for other random stuff. They, like, I had one AOL account. That was linked to so many things since I was 14 years old. I'm screwed. I get, we were talking about spam calls today. I get 900 I, spam calls a day. It's like my information is blown. I still have my original Hotmail email from God knows when. That's sexy. I jumped on there. Wow. Yes. Why? <laughs> I, I just have it still. I mean, I opened it. I didn't deactivate it. It's still there. You go on Outlook, I could still get into it. But I have like 30,000 junk mails in there, maybe more, just over the constant. I mean, that's like... I don't even know how old that email is, but it's pretty It was fun. from signing up for those free AOL trials back in the day. Uh, I, had the the, I used to play Frisbee with the discs. <laughs> I had a, quel a I good collection of all of the But discs. I guess our number one problem is we're in this era of controlling privacy, but AI seems to be hard to... How do you... You know, that seems like something hard to control. That, and that's something that we... That has to be a conversation that we have as a community and we have uh, with our governments and so on and so forth because it's, it's something that we need to figure out now rather than later. We don't want to push off this problem any, any further than it already is. And it's a new conversation, right? I mean, you asked one five years ago, is your information private? And they're like, I don't know. 
You know, like now we have, we have BAT, Basic Attention Token, and the Brave Browser. That's one of the easiest things to get people who don't even know about crypto to use. Say, they're not going to advertise you. They're not going to sell your data. They're going to block pop-up ads. Like, all those things are beneficial to a common person, aside from getting rewarded with a token or anything, or being able to click on a video and you get rewarded for your attention. People understand attention and privacy now, but it's still a newer conversation just in general. Yeah. Right. yeah. So let's start it now. Uh, yes, right it's an now, important right conversation. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have the expertise in any AI to give you any more information on that one. But moving on to another thing that uh, I found absolutely interesting, has nothing to do with crypto, but I feel this is another situation We like situation technology, where crypto, we like games, we like crypto. Crypto, but <laughs> crypto will, uh, will help with this thing. There were two kids in New Jersey, 14 years old, in New Jersey, that just got arrested. Not for selling pot. Not for, not for anything really bad. They blocked, and I congrat, I congrat them, they blocked, they jammed their school's Wi-Fi so they wouldn't get <laughs> tested, they, so they don't get any tests happening to them. I was shocked. They're 14 years old, two kids, 14 years old, jammed the entire uh. school's Wi-Fi, and they did it on command, too. They did it when anybody else in the school wanted to pay them so they can get out of taking any tests. Wow. Give those kids a scholarship. I was <laughs> amazed. But imagine these two kids doing that to a school's Wi-Fi. Do you know how they did it? Did they, I don't know, DDoS probably, the school server? They probably DDoSed it or something. Yeah. Uh, but if, 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 wow. you do, if, if, if these two 14-year-old kids can do this to a school Wi-Fi, what's to stop them from doing it to Wells Fargo? What's to stop them from mm -hmm. doing it to Experian? What's to stop them from doing it to Target? You do that right there, but, but to be honest, it's actually not that difficult because I, I got a buddy who also did it with a bigger thing as a test. They paid him to do it, but he did it rather easily. And yeah. kids today have well, so much knowledge in technology and stuff. A good example is gaming. Uh, two years ago during Christmas, a ah. uh, bunch of teenagers... The Lizard are, Squad. They DDoS <laughs> the PlayStation Network, the Xbox Network. It was Christmas time. People are off, and no one could get on their games online. Nobody could play their Christmas games Again, on an Xbox example or PlayStation. Not, <laughs> not saying these kids were in college. Not saying They might have been teenagers, but it's amazing what kids have access to to mm. do this kind of thing. So that in itself is scary. So I, I don't know if, if they could block a school and they could DDoS PS, PSN, which has millions of accounts and names. How does, how does crypto protect us? I know of the Mesh Network. Does anybody else know about Mesh Networking? Anyone know about Mesh Network? There you nice. go. All right. So for those of you who are unfamiliar us. with Mesh Networking, uh, it's something that I believe Skycoin and a few other projects are working on, and that is... Instead of using a, an ISP, instead of using your router to gain access to the internet, you can actually use a connected line of electronic devices from your phone to your router itself to your television to anything. And, it just, and that becomes your network. Should one of those things go down, it'll just go around it and get another connection. So if there's an attack at all, it just attacks that one spot. You're still good, you're still decentralized, and you can still get your information. And this is a great idea just in general because it... How, how many of you are annoyed with your with uh, with Spectrum? Yeah, anyone annoyed with Spectrum or Is your cable provider? Spectrum? Sit down if you're annoyed with Spectrum. Um, <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> um, I pay for fast Wi-Fi and that shit is slow. Exactly. It Jeez. is so slow. They say 150, so and I'm like, I get like 50. I test it all the time. It is such garbage. Yeah. So they uh, blame it on my router all the time. Uh, yeah, so. they blame it on. Oh, it must be your old technology. You gave it to me. So. Yes, so. This is the way to get around this, using blockchain technology, getting those uh, private keys, keeping your information private, and being a part of a network. But, this, but something like that takes a big agreement on everybody around the world to say, okay, I'll be a part of this. Okay, and, and right now it's not very secure, so don't assume that, that you can do it tomorrow. Yeah. But 
Again, but new concepts, new technology. It's a new concept, right? new, yeah. new technology. It's what we need to push for. It's what we need to, to go after. Would you, would you trust yourself in a worldwide connected to network? To a degree, I mean, I'd have to dig deep and go down the rabbit hole to learn myself. It's like I'm not just going to, I guess, you know, connect all of my information out there until I know that it's been tested and, I mean, repeat tested by ethical hackers and everything. Yeah, you have to so. make sure that you get tested Every time you go on the I want to hear network. the tech nerds. I want to hear the ethical hackers. I want to hear all these people really evaluate it. And, and, you know, even when they're going to say it's secure, it happens with technology. There is going to be a fault down the way. There's going to be like, oh, my God, update your TV because someone could go a zero day on your Samsung or something and find their way to your computer. It's, it's a lot. And it's a big agreement that you have to, that you have to make. It, it's, and, but that's what this technology is about. This technology is about getting all of us together to work together globally to fix the problems that are happening globally. Mm -hmm. uh, what will will this happen? I don't know. I'm crossing fingers. Yeah. But, okay. uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, is it hard to set up a mesh network? It's not. In fact, uh, Google Home. If you go to Google Home right now, that is a mesh network. Got it. And it connects to your uh, and it connects to your uh, your personal internet. So it's a, it's a mesh network within your own home, and it's a pretty wide range. It works pretty well. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, but again, it's. Pretty hackable, pretty easily hackable. Although I would trust Google as one would of the you? ones to try would it. Would you? <laughs> would yeah. you though? Well, to at least self-test their own stuff before releasing it. Sure. Samsung wants to be first. Yes. They don't always want to be right. Apple wants to be right, generally. They want to get stuff out and they want to have it done right before they release it. Samsung wants to go first, which is why they had exploding phones. We all remember that one. That was fantastic. I, I was worried every night. I slept next to my phone. And, and Shazam, <laughs> they made fun of that. I had hair it's like charging their phones phone. and then one phone explodes. Oh, see, spoiler alert, by the yeah. way. I'm sorry. It's uh, jokes. Spoilers. Now, one <laughs> of the things that we do on the podcast is we are pretty gaming-centric. We feel that, that the first people to really understand and who will probably use the blockchain technology uh, faster and better than others is going to be gamers. Yes. It's, yeah, well, think about it. I mean, they've been using a digital currency for over uh, 10 years, at least. Maybe more. Uh, two decades, yeah. EverQuest back in the day, there was Ultima Online. Ugh. These people were selling in-game gold for real cash. By doing so, they were breaking their end-user license agreement and getting kicked off the game. So that's a two-prong issue right there. Number one is that they found value and other people found value. They're trying to do an exchange of value. And number two, you don't have ownership for all this time and effort that you had put into a game. Yeah, that's your, your skin that you bought is not really your skin. Your so, helmet you bought is not really your helmet. The card you bought is not really yours. But I think one of the most important parts is that uh, there's a lot of uh, cryptocurrencies that we've had on the show like Wax and and Engine, Engine Coin, mm -hmm. who have working utilities and betas that are actually working and in the process of actually happening. So when you bring up the gaming as a portal to make adoption happen, it's true because a lot of gamers that don't know about crypto and you tell them right away, they get it because of what Sanami says because a lot of them have been trading. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of these developers are actually working on great utilities and not just hopes and dreams like a lot of other projects out there that don't have any proof of utility. It's a lot of lofty projects. I've been trying to dig deep. But you're right. Engine and Wax are specifically creating blockchain solutions for existing game developers, which is the biggest part. People that are making blockchain-based games are the majority like a money grab right now. I saw there's one ship game that they were doing an auction. The game is pre-alpha. It's a .5. It's not even a beta. It's not even a full 1.0 alpha. And somebody bought a ship for $11,000 worth of Ethereum. Wow. God 
damn it, that upsets me. I wish I had that ship. Jesus. Uh, but again, wow. that's now they own that ship, and if this game takes off, they can sell it for twenty thousand. Everybody wants to be in a crypto kitty, but I think th- I think developing blockchain solutions for existing technology and developers is that's the future. I think right now we're seeing the early Facebook type games where it's click progress. You run out of energy. Well, you pay crypto to replenish energy. I want to be clear: yeah. you cannot put a AAA game on the blockchain. That will absolutely it not will destroy work. the blockchain. So when we say blockchain and gaming, what people have to realize is that we don't mean like this game is on the blockchain. It's almost impossible to put Assassin's Creed on the blockchain. Impossible. But the the accessories, the architecture around it, meaning trade items, skins, cosmetics. That is realistic. Earned assets are yours. Now, I'm not saying that a blockchain game in the future might not be possible, like full-on, big game. Our technology's grown, but right now that's not. So people, got to try to explain to people that most of the utilities are for trading, in-game items, cosmetics, stuff like that. That's the majority of the use. And the other thing that I've noticed, we just talked to somebody yesterday, and I feel like blockchain technology is absolutely making games better. Actually, it can give it gives you a lot of control. We just talked to somebody from Engine yesterday, yep. and they're going to be doing Andy Anderson if he's here. Andy, I don't, no, I don't, I don't think he's here. He said he was. Andy! He's he lying. Uh, but he there's a game, and I think it's a cat mex. A cat mex, yeah. Cats in mex, like and, and big mech mechs. robot suits. Oh, yes. mechs. and and mex. Yeah, I thought that I told them I thought it was Mexican cats. But it was, no, but, they're not Mexican cats. Uh, so they're cats Cat and robots. Mex. But you can get to a point where uh, you can actually um, become the leader of a guild. And you can give people certain... Uh, I'm not a gamer, so what am I giving? Uh, tasks. I'm a gamer. What do you need tasks. to say? Quests. 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 Tasks. Quests. Quests. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tasks. 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 Calls a task. Uh, somebody who only works. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a task, right? I have to do this? Uh, but yeah, you can give somebody tasks. You give some, and, and it makes the game even better. And you can, uh, and, and you can still earn money on your own. And, and you're putting in time and effort into this. I mean, we're trying to we're trying to make crypto go go to Ready Player One as soon as we possibly can. Uh, and crypto, I believe, yeah, can possibly give us that. And well, that's going to create these in-game economies to be like real financial institutions. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you've got all these games that have built these ecosystems. Now, when you add actual tradable assets and finances there that people can own and utilize, it's going to create Now, one of the things I love is Engine wants to be able to say game A can take the sword from game A and bring that sword into game B, a totally different game, but maybe it has the same genre. Maybe it's an RPG, but they want to literally figure out a way for the developers and the, the, the blockchain accessories, whether it's a cosmetic, to switch over into other games. Which I think is really, really interesting. Um, that's what I'm excited for. The idea, uh, I, I've said this on the podcast, the idea of taking the Mario flower that turns you into the flaming uh, Mario. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, that, that turns you into the Mario that can shoot out fireballs. Man, you, you got to work <laughs> on your Mario background. I'm, I'm close to Hollywood. That <laughs> <laughs> turns you into the Mario that can spit out fireballs. You could take that into Street Fighter 2 and, and, and be, change Blanca up. I don't know. The idea. The, the idea of being able to go around and mix your game and, and change the whole atmosphere is absolutely amazing to me. And I yeah. feel uh, is uh, it's already a giant industry. How much money is it making? Uh, they've already said uh, gaming's a $100 billion industry, double the entertainment industry. Yeah. So do yeah. the math. And the reason why a lot of the cryptocurrency-centric coins are popular and doing well is because, guess what? They actually have stuff they're working on. And it's not just about their blockchain stuff. They're very much in the space. You know, there's Gamescom in Germany. There's E3 coming up, which we're going to be attending. Uh, 
There's a lot of excellent, exciting things in the crypto gaming space that's moving faster than a lot of other projects. Yeah, I mean, as much as CS is, is awesome, I feel like in the future, this is just going to be, every industry is just going to have blockchain attached to it somehow, not, maybe not but every You, you were talking industry. to me about this underlining yeah. technology. Well, that's when it's going to take off. When people use the internet, do they understand how the internet works? Absolutely not. So people are going to be utilizing blockchain and not even realizing how it works or even that they're even using it. I mean, they've got the, the Finney is the blockchain-based phone, right? People could use that. A, a regular a normie, I know you hate the term, could use it. And they don't understand that it's using blockchain technology, but the fact that it's functioning well is all they care about. So yeah. that being an underlying factor is ideal just for adoption. <laughs> and I'm excited for, for gaming this and the technology. If it succeeds in gaming, which I absolutely believe it will, I feel that that's going to be the test ground. So if you're looking for people to, to test out new technology, they should be testing it on games probably first. Yeah. Because you can do it virtually in mm -hmm. the game. You could do it in, in physically with the players playing the game. And then that technology can transfer over to other companies with proof that it works solidly. Now, I understand the fears that are out there. Because if you create a game, a US-based company, you create a game, and you make this in-game asset, and you tokenize it, and you release it without registering it with the government, you are now owning a unregistered security. Because you're basically telling people, oh, this is a usable token. Like, you have to be so careful with how you even launch it and all these things. So I, I understand why people are pensive that do understand it. Because the whole security, the SEC is still trying to figure out how to label everything. So. Yes. And that's going to take a little longer. That's just <laughs> that's definitely going to take a little just longer. Just so you know. Time. But I. Yeah. Since we have a wireless mic, maybe we should go walk around. I'll go walk, and I want to sure. ask people why they're here, right? Go for it. All Let's right. do it. Andy's Woo! coming around, y'all. start with you. What brings you to CIS? Great people, mean people in the world. It's pretty good. He likes the show. What's your name? Gary. Gary likes the show, everyone. Give it up for Gary. Nice. Yeah, Gary. What brings you show, guys Gary. here? Uh, we specifically came to see you guys. What? Yes. <laughs> what? Did you guys you, hear that? Oh you my thought God. I was Joe Rogan asking. Two diehards. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, sir? Uh, I just enjoy coming out and learning as much as I can about crypto, and you guys are one of my favorite podcasts, so I jumped in here to see what you had to say. And you're one of our favorite podcasts. I don't like this bias stuff. Sir, I see you <laughs> smiling. What brings you to CIS? Uh, you guys as well. Uh, oh, Really? If really? people are going to think we filled these seats with this cheese, we should have been up here, here the whole show. <laughs> yeah. Yes, here we go. So, what do you guys think about AR and how you could take uh, digital assets and apply them to like an AR gaming platform? Kind of what you were talking about with using different assets and applying them to different games. If you could use kind of the AR platform of like the real world and just use, you know, digital assets on top of that, how do you think that would happen? Yeah. So, augmented reality, AR, and how that would integrate with. I'm going to go fun. Tokenizing or cryptifying. It's the same as that's, VR and AR and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that. but that's, I mean, aside Here, from... Here's where, that, here's where that could really take off for, for companies and businesses, is if you get these glasses, like Google, the Google glasses back in the day, or I think Apple's supposedly going to make some sort of Microsoft AR. killed their, their old one, their uh, hollow glass. But as you're going hollow into a store, doing a new one. you can find, you could probably find a discount somewhere in the store. They'll make it, they'll turn the store into a game. They'll turn shopping into a game. They'll turn it... They'll turn oh, because the targeted advertising, it wants to draw you into whatever store to what a product. 
Sir, you don't have a mic. I'm not listening to you. So <laughs> say you had a sword and you walked in and you have to like chop something to get a discount, and then you know like that sword could then it have a different effect in Man. Albertsons than it does in Vons. <laughs> Walmart's did, gonna be even you better weirder. You learn the rules of every store. You just can't go okay, in every store. Really? Just a few more shit up. I got See you guys. Hold on, guys. Go for it. A few more minutes. What's the? the we, we got, got two we minutes. Got two and a half. Two. What brings you to CIS? Um, my friend invited me, Jeremy. Do you know you anything about crypto? Friend, man. Um, just the basics. Just the basics. Okay. Oh, good time to I'm, learn. Why did you yeah. invite your friend, and why are you here? Um, I've been interested in crypto since probably 2016, and nice. Um, You're a veteran now. Congrats. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're OG. That's a three-year-old veteran right there. <laughs> do you uh, do you like CIS the way it's set up and everything? Yeah, it's a it's a good turnout. It's my first time here, so. Uh, what no. do you think of the coin boys? We're, I like it very much. You better be listening to us. No, I want to go back. What's your name, sir? Sorry. Yeah. Hi, Edgar. Edward. So, what have you learned being here? What, is there anything that you that's it's kind of interesting? Day. I we know taught not you day one. What have we taught you? Well, I mean, I've certainly been asking my friend Jeremy a lot of questions, just as to how the. Uh, I mean, the one thing that just jumped out to me um, today, and I think we were just talking about it, is about um, kind of government intrusion, I guess, into the market of. Um, cryptocurrency. Always and, a big topic. Yeah, yeah, so that. But I actually am curious if you guys um, listened to the Charlie Lee um, uh, presentation he, earlier He's over today? there. No, we, we, I was working. Okay, because <laughs> he had just made a statement on uh, AI and how um, now that there are cryptocurrencies, AI can essentially sustain itself in the real world, whereas in the past it couldn't you know, open a bank account. And your thoughts on that since you spoke about AI? Uh, they're going to have yep. feelings. After that, after they can open bank accounts, they're probably going to have feelings and they're going to be hurt at us <laughs> enslaving them. And then that's how we get into the world. Now, the honestly, Charlie Lee's a great guy to listen to. His topics were great in Vegas. He's probably back over there. there. Yeah. He but probably is. We love you, Charlie Lee. AI, AI uh, being able to eventually do that, that's what we kind of, we're going to, we're slowly heading towards Wally, where everything's being going to be done for us yeah. automatically, which I hope comes out for the better. I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't turn into something where we become. Uh, where we just become poorer and poorer and poorer like we're doing or now because we're losing jobs. Okay, I got 30 anything. seconds to promote us. All but right. anyways, guys, hey, thank, thank you, so you very much, guys. I know that it's was not a input. huge crowd, but thanks so much for listening to us. We are the Coin Boys. Thank you, guys. You can find us really simple, thecoinboys.com. Uh, I'd be happy to give cards out as well, but we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Spotify. Best way to find us is thecoinboys.com. Check us out. We like to have fun, but also serious. We don't talk price but we'll investigate adoption projects and move forward. Again, I'm Andy. I'm Daniel. Daniel. And I'm Crypto Sanity slash Aaron. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Dude, Daniel, that was so much fun. I had so much fun. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, and I'm going to use the word fun again. Fun, 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 fun. Now, the best part about it was, can I, can I be honest and candid about something? Sure. I had major public speaking uh, problems as a kid in high school up to college, where in college you have to take a public speaking course when you do communications. I was doing film and television, and you have to take public speaking. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny thing is, is that right when I was about to get close to doing my, my main first public speaking in class, I quit the class because I was freaking out. I had a nervous breakdown. Uh I had that much problems. But on the stage at CIS, and because I moved out to LA and got into entertainment and, and forced myself to interact and be more, I'm totally not the same person that was in college back then. So I felt like we were on the podcast. I didn't even, like, I saw the audience, Daniel, and the, that I felt like we were on stage, but I felt so, like, in it, like we always do on the podcast. So I want to do this more. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome.
I didn't I didn't really have that problem growing up, and it, I thought that that was very unique. Uh, what was it? Isn't that surprising? Because I don't shut the hell up yeah, when I talk. You're really good at this. But so the thing is, um, Jerry Seinfeld once said that that the number one fear is public speaking. Number two death is death. So people would rather be in the <laughs> casket than given the eulogy. So think about that. Public speaking isn't too scary. It is when you're like me when I was back then, dude. I was fucking frightened. No, but this for those of you who may be like Andy when he was younger, like, you know, there's a fear in there. And I understand that. Just don't worry about it. Just do your thing. You know your stuff. and We're good. Yeah, but... Uh, let's get to some uh, important things that we forgot to mention at the top of the show, and that's where to find us, where to see things, because we have a very special surprise on Thursday. We're going to show the video side of this. We mentioned Kai, who shot it. We're going to edit together just and go live on Twitter Thursday morning, and what we're going to do is uh, basically just go live, show the video portion of the live uh, show at CIS with Daniel I. And Crypto Sanity, I'm excited. And Kai, you'll get to see her wonderful uh, footage she shot from us. Yeah, so. she's always she's so creative. Yeah, and thanks again to Kai. But uh, also, very important, where do you listen to this show? Where do you find the blogs that we're going to start pumping out soon more? Uh, you go to thecoinboys.com, and that's everything is there. We have a SoundCloud and iTunes, a Google who cares? I'm not going to even talk about the Google side. Yeah, there's anymore. also Spotify. I, there's anyone, everything, man. I don't feel like anyone listens to podcasts on Google Play, but if you do... We got it there. Hey, let us know. Spotify. <laughs> we're on Anchor now. Uh, we're on everything. I mean, there's, awesome. there's these. I got this email that we, we're on like rocket ship. I don't know. We're, yeah. we're on everything. There's no thing called rocket I'm ship. I'm in. I don't think. Don't go to rocketship.com. You will see nothing but penises. But uh, that's it for this week, everybody. Uh, we're going to all catch you next week. We got a lineup of new shows coming out. We've backlogged. Uh, we got some gaming-centric ones, some really entertainment-based ones. Yes. So stay tuned for that. I'm Andy. I'm Daniel. See you next week. Peace. Peace.